morning. Welcome to all of you on Christ the King Sunday, and also the Sunday that marks the end of the liturgical year. Um, we start again next week with Advent 1, which is the beginning of the church year. So really, it's, it's almost um, a new year for the church. But it's good to see you all fresh off of Thanksgiving feasts, and I hope that you were able to enjoy yourselves with family and friends. Um, we were able to relax and enjoy it as well. And ah, So if I'm moving a little slowly today, it's because the uh, dope, what, what, what's in the turkey? Dopamine. Yeah, it's trip. To, that's right. It's it's still, yeah. The dopamine I think is it'll get me up, right? It's the trip that wants to put me to sleep. At any rate, it's a good day to be the church. Let me invite you to uh, to please stand, and we're going to try something a little different today as we open with um, a, a, a study war no more, a spiritual um, that sings of peace that is everlasting. And when we come together for Christ the King Sunday, that's what we are hoping for, that peace everlasting that comes from the Christ the King, not the kings of war and power and politics, but the ruler of our lives in love. Clap those hands. You've got to get the spirit moving. This is a call to worship. Let us continue. I'm going to talk with the Prince of Peace. Down by the riverside. Oh, yeah. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. I'm going to talk with the Prince of Peace. Down by the riverside.
God, yes? Let us turn ourselves to the baptismal font, where we can come before our God with blessing and joy, confess our sins, because we know that God is a forgiving God. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved. Amen. Amen. Holy One, we confess that we are not awake for you. We are not faithful in using your gifts. We forget the least of our siblings. We do not see your beautiful image in one another. We are infected by sin that divides your beloved community. Open our hearts to your coming. Open our eyes to see you in our neighbor. Open our hands to serve your creation. Amen. Beloved, we are God's children, and Jesus, our beloved, opens the door to us. Though Jesus, through Jesus you are forgiven, and by Jesus you are welcome. In Jesus you are called to rejoice. Let us live in the promises prepared for us from the foundation of the world. Amen. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Your Son shows us the way of service, and in Him we inherit the riches of your grace. Give us the wisdom to know what is right, and the strength to serve the world you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Turn forward for the children's sermon. Jesus said, let the children come. Do not stop them, but urge them on. For to these the kingdom of heaven belongs. As they grow in their faith, the church will grow strong. Jesus said, let the children come. Jesus said, let the children come. Let the children come. Good morning. The Lord be with you. It's good to see you this morning. So we are in what season right now? What is this season called where the leaves fall off the trees and it starts to turn cold? That's right, James. It is fall. You are correct. The other word for that is autumn. What's the next season then after fall? You know what the next one is? Where it gets really cold? What's that called? Summer. Trenton, what's your guess? Winter, of course, that's right. So we go from fall into winter, and then it starts to warm up again, and we get into spring, right? And then what's after spring? I'll bet your favorite season, summer. That's right. <laughs> Good job. Well, guess what? There are four seasons that we celebrate as part of nature, but there's a whole bunch of seasons that we celebrate as part of the church. And I wanted to give something to you so that you could remember what we talk about today. And this is a, a placemat that you can take home with you, and it shows you what the different seasons are in the church. Now, James, on this calendar of the year, there is a blue season right there. That is Advent, and that's what we're going to celebrate next Sunday, and then for the, the four Sundays starting next Sunday, and then the next season after that is the season of Christmas. So Christmas, and after that is Epiphany, and if you'll keep following there, you see, what's the next one there, Trenton? The Lent, and then at the bottom of our wheel is, what's that one? Holy Week, right? 
And after that, Easter, Pentecost, and guess what? We come all around the circle and we start all over again. But I thought that this could be something that you could take home with you and you could look at and your moms and your dads can help you read it. And it will show you what each season of the church looks like. And we can celebrate the seasons of the church because you know what the seasons of the church help us to do? It helps us to tell the story about God and God's love, especially that love that's shared through us with Jesus the Christ. So here is your very own Seasons of the Church Year calendar, and you can take that home with you and learn a whole bunch about the different... Oh, by the way, I wanted to point out, you see the, uh, the, what color is on the, the communion table there? You see what color that is? Is it white? Yes. Yes. Well, yes, it is white. And the season, um, the colors change with the seasons. And today we are up here with Christ the King, which can be white or gold. And so we have both white and gold all over this place. Next week when you come, what color do you expect to see? Trenton? Blue. That's right. We'll see if uh, our altar guild is on the task. We're looking at you, Altar Guild. <laughs> but it will be a beautiful, beautiful celebration of the colors and the seasons of the church. Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Help us to remember to love all people just as Jesus loves us. And to celebrate the seasons of the church. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming forward. You may return to your seats. The first lesson is a reading from Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the water courses and in the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder 
and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them, and I, the Lord, have spoken. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Now please read with me verses 1 through 7 of, of Psalm 95 responsibly. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let's come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with songs. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In your hand are the heavens of the earth, the heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. The second lesson is a reading from Ephesians. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the workings of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit in the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to the, those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at the left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was thirsty, I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. So what do LeBron James, Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, and Babe Ruth have in common? They're all referred to as the king, right? King James, LeBron, king of... NBA basketball, Elvis, the king of rock and roll, Michael Jackson, the king of pop, and one of my favorites, Babe Ruth, the sultan of SWAT, the home run king in baseball. All of these were celebrated for their extraordinary abilities to accomplish the things that they accomplished at the highest level of their art or sport, and they were called kings. More and more, we're referring these days to people of similar stature as GOAT, greatest of all time. I've even heard arguments for giving Audrey Hepburn or Meryl Streep or Ingrid Bergman the title of queen as the greatest actress of all time. We tend to depict people who excel in skill and achievement as better than or greater than most people everyone else when held to comparison. Now, I couldn't hit a baseball 450 feet to save my life, let alone do it as routinely as someone like the Sultan of SWAT, Babe Ruth, accomplished over his 
amazing career with the Red Sox and New York Yankees, not to mention dunk a basketball without standing on a 12-foot ladder and captivate an audience of thousands and thousands by my charm, my sex appeal, although you might argue that one, my smooth voice like Elvis, or masterful dance moves like the moonwalk, for which Michael Jackson, Jackson is famous. None of us here, I would suggest, would ever be able to be thought of as a king or a queen, let alone greatest of all time, goat. But today we observe Christ the King Sunday. This Sunday marks the the full culmination of the liturgical cycle, the, the seasons of the church year, which we talked about with James and Trenton at the children's message, which will begin all again next Sunday when we enter into a new season for the church, Advent. So today, this last Sunday of the church year, we celebrate the crucified, risen, and ascended Jesus as Christ the King. Now, what's remarkable about this occasion coming as a worship community to the pinnacle of, of our observation of Jesus the Christ historically, liturgically, and as a matter of what we believe in our heart, Jesus the Christ is king, but not in the traditional sense. Not in the, the sense that we call LeBron or Michael or Elvis or the babe a king based on their stature, their achievement, their accomplishments. One of the things I've come to appreciate over the years about Jesus is while he commands an allegiance to his authority, Jesus is the Son of God after all, he does it not as one who has achieved accomplishment and greatness in earthly terms, but rather by an attitude and a, a posture of submission to a higher sense of purpose than any earthly accomplishment or standard of greatness could ever measure. And Jesus' command of allegiance to his authority is not subject to a dynamic that sets Jesus far apart from any one of us like a king who reigns from a, a throne in a fortified castle or a celebrity who commands enormous salaries enabling them to purchase gated communities in, in mansions in Beverly Hills communities and, and hire bodyguards to be able to move about in public the likes of which none of us will ever realize in our lifetime. Jesus' lordship, his status as king, comes from what the third stanza of one of my favorite classic hymns, Blessed Assurance, aims to inspire us when we sing, Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. And if you know the refrain, sing it with me. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. 
Here we sing of the power of the sort of authority to which Jesus commands our allegiance, not out of a submission to a caste system of circumstance and power and, and politics, but out of a fealty to love. God's love. We can never measure up to a, a king or sultan by earthly metrics. But Jesus' perfect submission is enabled in all of us. It's cultivated in all of us in such ways that you and I, you and I may submit to living our lives just like Jesus. And that is distinctly what Jesus desires for us. The ruler of the universe, the prince of peace, the lord of lords, the Christ the King, that Jesus should enable you and me to be on the very same level as the one who conquered sin and death is at the very heart of the proclamation that we hear and are engaged to live out in our lives from Advent through the seasons of the church year all the way to today, Christ the King Sunday. You remember what Jesus said when he stood before Pontius Pilate he said, you say that I am a king, and for this I was born. But for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Think about what Jesus taught his disciples about truth. And then reflect on that against the backdrop of all that we hear out there in the world. I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. Thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Sick, and you took care of me. Imprisoned, and you visited me. Show me a king or a queen, a president, or any leader that we know of that lives up to that measure. Other than Jesus the Christ himself, Jesus described for them over and over that in, context, that in a contrast to a king who rules from a place apart, a throne, extraordinary achievement, great wealth, military might, artistic command, Jesus understood his perfect submission role is to rule the world from the position of where you might never imagine, but yours and my heart. And for what Jesus needs us, indeed the Holy Spirit chooses to give us the very spirit that pulls us into that work, into that way of existing in this world, the purpose into which we're baptized but that we would allow and enable the king of love to enact through our hearts that which God desires. Jesus, Christ the king, commands our allegiance to his authority only through the actions of, of the love that flows in and through us to transform the world. Think of the power you and I have to love one another, even when the ones we love don't love us back. 
Think of the weight of burden that is lifted when we forgive the sins of others, whether or not they forgive us. Think of the many ways we have to be generous with what we have because in our hearts we know that our money, our belongings, our earthly wealth is not ours. It's God's given to us in blessing. And we are simply the generous stewards of it. Think of the deep connection you and I have to the source that fuels the entire universe. When instead of acting on fear or lies or injustice or hatred, we listen to the voice of the one who, whose perfect submission emboldens our own submission to be more perfect so that we may enact encouragement and truth, justice and love in all that we say and in all that we do. Now, you and I will likely never be king or queen or even prince or princess of anything. Apart from the truth that Jesus lifts us to the position of heir to his kingdom. Amen? Amen. I'm waiting for you, Earl. <laughs> I titled my sermon as I did because the, the image chosen for this Sunday's liturgical celebration, you can look on your bulletin, Reminds me of the streaming series Game of Thrones. Anybody ever watch that? If you're familiar with that series, you know that the, the quest throughout is to sit on the throne which was built with fierce-looking armaments of war, swords fanning out as the, the, the high-back chair. But that very popular series capitalized on the human ideal of power and might from the vantage point of those who wield the most military and political power, not to mention the power of dragons. Yeah, you can chuckle at that. That was, that was meant for a little levity. But our story in Christ Jesus is no game of thrones. This is our story. This is our psalm. May yours and my submission to the truth that is Christ the King embolden us today and throughout the seasons of the church to let love rule our lives and through us then love is poised to do what God intends to do. Save the world. Save the world. Amen.
Using the words of the Nicene Creed, we reaffirm our faith together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, and suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Holy God, from Christ we receive our call to feed, clothe, and welcome. Direct your church to respond to this call with faithfulness and generous love. We pray for the work of the ELCA World Hunger and partnerships with Global Feeding Ministries. Hear us, O God. In Christ, the rock of our salvation, we are brought into union with all creation, with mountains, seas, dry lands, and animals of the field. We seek your guidance and protection. Hear us, O God. In Christ, we know merciful judgment. Guide rulers of every nation in ways of humble leadership and wise decision-making. Allow aid to come to all who are unserved and care to any who are neglected. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. In Christ, we feel the depth of your love and care toward us. Nourish all who hunger. Connect any who are isolated and surround all who experience rejection or abuse. We pray for those who suffer, especially those on our prayer concerns, as well as all whom that we may name aloud or in quiet of our thoughts. Hear us, O God. In Christ, we are made the people of his pasture, inspire the outreach and social ministries of this congregation. We pray for all people who serve and attend to the needs of others. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Holy God, in Christ, we are welcomed home. We praise you for the faithful witness of those who have served you and extended your welcome and love to us. Unite us with them in one body of Christ. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. 
We offer our spoken prayers and those held in our hearts, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share Christ's peace with one another. God of all goodness, generations have turned to you, gather around your table and shared your abundant blessings. Number us among them that as we gather these gifts from your abundance,
we give thanks for your rich blessings. We may feast upon you very self and care for all that you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our sovereign and servant. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth. In mercy for our fallen world, you gave your only Son, that all those who believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life.
Let us pray. Lord Jesus, in this simple meal, you have set a banquet. Sustain us on the journey. Strengthen us to care for the least of your beloved children. And give us glad and generous hearts. And we meet you on the way. Amen. May the God of all creation, in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved, who strengthens us for service, give you reason to rejoice and be glad. The blessing of God, sovereign, Savior, and Spirit be with you today and always. Amen. God is at work in you. Thanks be to God.